0: Scroll down to the description and click on the link, or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode.
1: We had to travel to the U.S., which, you know, all my dreams of becoming a musician, I thought they were over. Then I met my cousin, Romeo, and you know, his name is Anthony. And, um, and we started talking music. After that, the rest is history.
0: This week on the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, a conversation with Henry Santos. Vamos a empezar.
1: Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie.
0: Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 123. Welcome to episode 123 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I sit down with El Bachatero, Henry Santos. He just released a new album, Friends and Legends, and he shares with us the meaning behind the lyrics of the song Una Venterita from his new album, which is actually a collaboration with El Rey Supremo de la Bachata, Luis Vargas. In our conversation, Henry shares how he moved from the Dominican Republic to the United States, linked up with his primo or his cousin, Romeo Santos, and started the group Aventura. We talk about his experience as a member of the group, becoming famous at a very young age, and how he was able to establish his career as both a solo artist and an entrepreneur. Henry shares how being bilingual was a real advantage that helped him in his career and moving to the U.S., and he talks about his collaboration with Luis Vargas and all the other artists on his new album, Friends and Legends. I also asked him what is his favorite song. And you might be surprised to know that it's not a bachata. So make sure you stick around to the end of this episode to find out what Henry Santos is listening to on his Spotify playlist. And just a heads up, this episode is in English and in Spanish. So to get the transcript and also the lyrics to the song Una Menterita, make sure you go to the show notes page at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash 123, that's com slash 123, for episode 123 of the podcast. And now, here's my conversation with Henry Santos. Hola Henry, bienvenido a Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast.
1: Gracias. I'm very excited um because, you know, since the time we met, desde el tiempo que nos conocimos, eh, Me encantó la iniciativa de aprender español por medio de la música, eso yo pienso que es una gran idea, y bueno, y ver también que que utilizas música eh, de nosotros, los bachateros, de diferentes personas, o sea, eso para mí es grandioso, felicidades a ti.
0: Gracias muchísimas gracias por estar aquí. And I know you just released a new album. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to learn a little bit more about you for for the audience. I know that you were born in Dominican Republic. So can you tell us what part of the island uh, is your family from?
1: I was actually born in Moca, Dominican Republic. That's up north in El Cibao. So you know, I grew up there. I did. I used to listen to like all kinds of music. I was. My mother had a school in which, you know, was around 300 kids. At the age of eight, I would help her do choreographies for, like, talent shows in the school. And then I realized, you know, so a whole, whole bunch of kids with, with um, musical talent. That's when I decided to do a uh, small band with those kids. And that was, like, my first steps in the music, like, directing. I was actually the director of, of you know, of the whole band. Then after that, you know, we had to travel to the U.S., which, you know, all my dreams of becoming a musician, I thought they were over. Then I met my cousin, Romeo. And, you know, his name is Anthony. And we started talking music. After that, the rest is history.
0: Wow. So you started out at a really young age. So how was that process then moving to the U.S. from DR. Was it like culture shock when you got here? Did you have trouble with the language? How was that for you at that age?
1: It wasn't because I actually learned English when, you know, since I was five. I was at an institute where I learned English myself because my my mother knew English. She was taking classes because our dream was to come to the U.S. So we didn't want to have that barrier of the language coming over here. Um however the when I came to the to New York, when I arrived to New York, it, it wasn't much of a cultural shock. It was mostly the food. <laughs> like it, it got me sick. The food got me sick. It was like a instead of culture. <laughs> because the seasoning of the food here was different. So I was like always feeling bad in my stomach for like the first two weeks. But um after that, everything was just smooth sailing. I felt like I was living in the U.S. I don't know why I had that feeling, but I always did. And um, the transition was pretty smooth. Um, I went to school, and they didn't drop any of my of my level. Like I was in, well, I was 13, and I was in the 10th grade. At 13, I graduated when I was like 15, 16 from high school. So you know, because I because I could speak the language and I was um, pretty advanced on my on my studies, um, they allowed me to continue to you know my my studies the way it was, and I graduated early, like uh, just turning sixteen, I was I was already out college.
0: Wow, that's, that's amazing. Most people find it hard to make that transition to another country, but then to graduate early um, as well. That's pretty awesome. Now, you mentioned your, your cousin, Romeo, and you said, you know, a lot of people know you from the group Aventura. And even though you guys broke up back in 2011, I know you have done like a reunion tour. you also uh, collaborated a few years ago on the song Immortal. So can you talk about how was it to become basically famous at such a young age, and then the transition to being a solo artist and what types of things you've been able to do on your own that you felt like maybe you weren't able to do as part of the group? Well,
1: becoming, first becoming like famous at a young age, it was, it was like a dream but we didn't have any control of what was, ha- was happening. We just wanted to do music. It turned out that Obsession was the hit that took off on its own and opened the rest, you know, all the doors for us in, in the rest of the world. So it, it was like a very nice learning experience. We, we grew together. We didn't really have much management. So we had to count mostly on ourselves, all four of us. Like we would advise each other, if something was wrong, we would just fix it ourselves. But we didn't, we, we didn't have to rely on other people to actually become, you know, be part of of us four. We, we would do everything ourselves. Then it came the point, at a point where we all needed to take a decision whether to continue to continue with the same label or not, because we weren't like really seeing eye to eye with the same record label. Uh, and then we just decided to take a break and we would start working on our, our music. We never thought of not working together. Like that wasn't one of our things that we, we, we didn't want. To, we always wanted to work together, but we also had this necessity of growing and we started doing our separate projects. We we were all happy. I think we we're all happy to do that. I particularly had, you know, other ways that I had started Trying to show people my music that I wasn't just like uh, I don't know why they consider me a, a dancer if I never really danced in my life, uh, but they they used to like uh, label me the dancer of the group. I was like I don't dance, I just move, and I and I a little bit, you know, there's not even. I was watching a video myself the other day, and I was like, what the hell? What what was I doing? I don't I don't remember what what I was doing. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, uh, but they consider that a dance, and 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 people liked it. Then I did the you know, the dancing show and I won, but I didn't win because I'm a good dancer. My wife is a great dancer. She actually is a graduated dancer from Cuba. And I realized that I'm not a dancer. You know, I respect people that dance, but I rather sit down and see people dancing. You know, but I I whenever they give you know someone gives me like a a goal or something that I need to do, I do my best. That's why I think they still consider me a dancer. Anyway, I just realized when I became a solo artist that everything was too easy for me when I was in Aventura. Then I had to reinvent myself. I became a solo artist with a company, uh, with a label that would um, represent me, in Music. But in 2015, it turns out that you know they went bankrupt, they shut down everything, and they returned all my music. So I was stuck here with, with all my music in my hands. I like, what do I do now? So I learned the business because it was going through a, a transition in which the whole, um, everything was becoming digital. So I just grabbed the book. I started like learning on how to do my, you know, how to publish my own music. How, you know, I, I had a record label from 2005 that was inactive. So I activated it and then I just you know, continue to do that until today. In the meantime I continue to work with Aventura, I continue to do uh, my solo career and it's very exciting. Every week there's a new app or a new tool that comes out that helps artists to, to do their own thing, you know, and uh, and I'm happy to be doing it myself and and you know writing this, this this big book by myself. Well with the <laughs> team behind it. But but I'm happy.
0: Entonces eres tu propio jefe ahora, ¿no?
1: Soy mi propio jefe. Soy, tengo una una distribuidora, The Orchard, que tiene un equipo de trabajo excelente, pero hacen todo lo que yo quiero, lo que yo le dirijo. Tengo tengo muchas personas alrededor mío que están, que me hacen muy feliz. Su, hacen un gran trabajo. Entonces yo creo que estoy en el camino correcto. Todo el mundo sueña con tener su propia compañía sí. y con guiar su propia
0: carrera y su vida. Y, y ahí es que estoy. Sí, es como un sueño, ¿no? Entonces, cuéntanos de tu nuevo proyecto, Friends and Legends. ¿Qué podemos esperar a escuchar? ¿Es solo bachata o también tiene otro género de música?
1: Sí, tenemos, eh, digo tenemos porque tengo 11 colaboraciones. En esta ocasión decidí, utilizar eh, acercarme a las leyendas que yo crecí pensando y soñando alguna vez en escribirle un tema no solamente me hicieron el honor de cantar el tema sino de que yo lo cantara con ellos todo empezó con el maestro Antonio Santos el Mayimbe que fue el primero mira se me van a los pelitos fue el primero que se que le hice el acercamiento con Don Juan y Cupido y de ahí se me presentó una idea clara yo dije tengo que hacerle acercamiento a, a otras leyendas eh, está Joe Veras está el maestro Luis Vargas Alexandra pero al igual eh, añadí salsa con David Cada de David Cada de allá de la República Dominicana eh, al igual que un poco de urbano primera vez que hago urbano nunca pensé que lo iba a hacer pero hay unos unos artistas nuevos que se llaman Beau Pose y Adam Nassar, un productor y una cantante que me enseñaron un tema que me enamoré y yo dije, tengo que ser parte de este tema. Eh, al igual tengo Perico Ripeado, tengo un Merengue Típico con El Prodigio, otra leyenda de la República Dominicana. Y el resto son amistades que he creado en la industria. Daniel Santa Cruz, Liro Grupo Extra, Ronnie Mercedes, eh, Bueno, creo creo que son son esos. se me queda alguien que me disculpe porque son tantas <risa> colaboraciones sí,
0: muchas y muchas gracias. Y ya son canciones.
1: Muchas. Sí 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 y ya el resto de la de las canciones como cuatro canciones más son en solitario eh, y, y comple- un completo de 15 temas en el álbum Friends and Enemies.
0: Entonces hablando de la canción una mentarita. ¿Cómo fue el proceso de colaborar con Luis Vargas? Él es conocido como el Rey supremo de la bachata, ¿no? Entonces, ¿cómo sí. fue esa experiencia?
1: Mira, fue muy linda porque el año pasado yo estaba supuesto a, a lanzar este álbum, pero yo no tenía esa canción lista. O sea, yo estaba pensando, no la hago ahora. Si no me da el tiempo, pues la hago cuando como un sencillo en un futuro. Y resulta que lo iba a lanzar en mayo del 2020, pero dos meses antes comenzó la pandemia y yo no pensé que era un buen momento para tirar un álbum. Estaba todo el mundo confundido, todo el mundo no sabía qué iba a suceder. Entonces ese tiempo me dio el chance de acercarme a Luis Vargas, de terminar de escribir la canción y una mentirita obviamente que es el, es el eh, sencillo que es el enfoque del álbum o sea resultó tan sabrosa esa canción que yo dije ok este, por aquí es que, que es y, y nada y, y, y yo creo que fue una bendición en realidad eh, eh, misteriosamente se trata bueno de, de que todos los hombres usualmente al principio de una relación no son 100% sinceros algunas veces eh, Omiten decir algo, a ver, algunas veces exageran otras cosas, pero el punto es que, que es una mentirita blanca, o sea, para que todo funcione, obviamente no deben haber mentiras, pero siempre uno trata de, no sé, de, 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 de contar, de conquistar el corazón de esa mujer, decir lo, lo que ella quiere escuchar, aunque no sea verdad.
0: <risa> sí, es como en inglés que decimos little white lies, ¿no? Como. <risa> Exacto, claro, claro. ¿Y cómo has mantenido la creatividad y la creación de la música durante la pandemia y, y los años locos que hemos tenido últimamente? ¿Fue difícil mantener, no sé, la, la motivación a hacer música de nueva.
1: Eh, bueno, como te, te conté que el año pasado ya estaba el, el álbum listo, o sea, literalmente ya estaba listo para salir, o sea que no hice la música durante la pandemia lo que hice fue eh, trabajar en bueno, ahora que, ahora que lo pienso sí, trabajé pero en el próximo álbum, o sea, ya yo tengo la mitad del próximo álbum lista, para que entienda o sea, ahora que me lo mencionas sí, y comienzo a pensarlo, sí, yo trabajé en música durante la pandemia me dio el chance de estar en casita me dio el chance de, de, de organizar mis pensamientos eh, preparar el próximo proyecto Trabajar en música, pero todo remoto. Gracias a Dios que existen esta herramientas como la que tenemos ahora, en la que estamos hablando, donde pude comunicarme con mis músicos, con diferentes artistas también, a los que le hice más eh, acercamientos. Y todo, y todo ha ido fluyendo de esa manera. Para nosotros los músicos y la creatividad no se necesita un tiempo. Para mí me fluye hasta lavando la, las losas. O sea, la washing the dishes. I, I, I love washing the dishes. And I put my headphones on. Y ahí es donde yo me inspiro, escuchando música de diferentes géneros, viendo cómo puedo incluir esos esas cositas dentro de mi género. Y, y bueno, y así es que nace mi proceso de, de creación. Entonces, eh, sí, uno siempre tiene miedo y... y, y Nos mantuvimos cuidándonos, ayudando a nuestro sistema inmune durante todo este tiempo. Pero ya gracias a Dios las cosas están calmándose y eventualmente, después que pase, ojalá que podamos continuar con esta gira de aventura que comenzamos el año pasado y que desafortunadamente no, no hemos podido continuar hasta
0: ahora. Entonces, gracias Henry por estar aquí en el podcast y... Yo sé que esa es un, una pregunta muy difícil, pero voy a preguntarle de toda manera. ¿Tienes una canción favorita? No necesariamente una canción tuya, una de aventura, pero una canción que ha sido tu, tu canción favorita desde eras niño.
1: Oh wow, that is a good question. <laughs> no me habían preguntado eso. Pero por una, por un, no sé por qué razón, sí hay una canción que desde que le, o sea, siempre, la primera vez que salió sentí que era maravillosa, pensé en alguna manera de que el artista me la estaba cantando a mí, no sé por qué. Que se llama Foolish Games by You. Oh, wow. <risas> esa canción desde que comienza, desde que comienza el piano y la letra y la y, y el feeling que tiene esa canción, yo no sé por qué, me encanta. Hasta el sol de hoy la pongo y es como la primera vez que la escucho. Yo siempre, yo fui un gran seguidor de toda la música de judo, partiendo de esa canción. Y considero que hay millones de temas que son fenomenales y que me encantan, pero no sé por qué ese tema siempre me me agarra, siempre me atrapa, no sé.
0: Es interesante. Es una sorpresa para mí.
1: No, si yo te digo la sorpresa, si yo yo te digo los géneros musicales en los que yo me meto, a, a estudiar no me lo creería System of a Down es uno de los de los eh, eh, artistas que yo adoro porque me ayuda a hacer ejercicio yo me sé todos los temas de System of a Down escucho mucho country escucho mucho muchos boleros cosas del pasado Frank Sinatra o sea si tú escuchas mi pop, mi mi, mi iPad mi, mi música en, en Spotify eh, eh, mi lista de las cosas que escucho tú dices cómo vas de Frank Sinatra a no sé a, 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 a como se llama Teodoro Reyes por ejemplo ¿cómo vas cómo vas tú de Luis Miguel a Chicho Severino? que son que son cosas que, que que son o sea de un lado a otro que no hace sentido así que esa es mi cabeza
0: Y creo que es el proceso de creatividad, ¿no? Escuchar todo tipo de música, pues una mezcla de todo, pero creo que eso es una influencia también en, en tu música. Entonces, eso es bueno. <ríe>
1: Absolutamente. Muchas dimensiones.
0: Sí, sí, sí. Muchisimas gracias. Thank you for being here on the podcast. And where can folks find you if they want to follow you on social media? And more importantly, where can they grab Friends and Legends?
1: Well, Friends and Legends will be available every, everywhere in every digital platform. Please listen to it, comment, um, share it. If you like it, I'm sure that you're going to dance with the salsa, you're going to dance pegadito with the bachata, and with the perico refiado. So, Yeah, Henry Santos. Mostly, I'm in in IG and Instagram. Also on TikTok, uh, Henry Santos Jeter for now. Trying to get the Henry Santos uh, screen name. And let me see where else. HenrySantos.com, you'll find all my social media in one spot. So make it easy for you.
0: Okay. Muchísimas gracias.
1: Thank you so much, Tamara. Peace.
0: I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Henry Santos. And If you want to check out the song, Una Menterita, make sure you go to our show notes page at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com 123. That's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com 123 for episode 123 of the podcast. And you'll be able to download the transcript with a translation to English, as well as the lyrics to the song, Una Menterita, or A Little White Lie. You can also check out the official music video to the song Una Menterita on our show notes page and also a link to the song that Henry mentions in this episode. And I have to say, I was surprised that he has such a diverse taste in music. So make sure you check out that song as well as his single Una Menterita con Luis Vargas. As always, I hope something that you heard today has helped you go one step closer from a Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima.